What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode, we are going to be discussing the act of repentance. Yes, the act of repentance. But before we get to that, I want us to do a little devotional, and it's going to be coming from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14. And it reads, In the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider that God has made the one as well as the other, so that man will not find out anything that will be after him. I want us to pay very close attention to what he said before. In the day of prosperity, be joyful, but in the day of adversity, consider that God has made the one as well as the other. God made prosperity as well as adversity. Yes, prosperity is good, but adversity is also good to us. Why? I know when we talk about adversity, we talk about struggles, we talk about storms, trials, tribulations, and nobody wants to go through that. However, in order for us to be stretched, we're going to need a challenge. In order for us to, you know, uh, be prepared for what's to come, we have to go through an experience that's going to, you know, prepare us for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't can't be successful if we don't go through anything. Like, you're just going to be a bag of cliches because you don't really have, you don't really hold any substance. You don't hold any experience to back up the things that you are saying. So you're just a walking bag of air because, again, you don't know anything. Everything is just perfect in your life. Like, everything is just, you're comfortable in it. But we have to go through adversity in order for us to be challenged, in order for our relationships to be tested, in order for our faith to be tested. Like, how can we, you know, how can our faith be measured if if it's never been tested? You get what I'm saying? Like, how can we know that this person has faith if they've never been through a storm? If they've never been through anything, quote unquote, bad? Like, it's only bad to us, it's only bad to humans because we don't want to go through things, okay? We don't want to go through anything that is not expected, okay? If it's not in our plans for our life, you hear how I said our plans, not God's plans, but if it's not in our plans for our life, you know, we don't want to face it. Let's let's be honest, like, if it was up to us, we wouldn't want to struggle, okay? We just want to chill, relax, and, you know, have a good old time. Everything just be good. But no, Adam and Eve, you know, they ate the forbidden fruit, and now we're here. So what's up? Now we got to deal with what we got. And Solomon is basically saying, listen, God made prosperity along with adversity. So it's not that, you know, adversity doesn't, you know, come from God because it does. God put this in our life so that we can be challenged, so that we can grow in what we need to grow in. Like, everybody struggles in different areas, and different aspects. Somebody may be struggling with finances while another person is struggling in relationships. Like, we have to go through these things so that we can help somebody else get through them. Again, everything that is happening now is not new, okay? This has happened generations before, and this ain't new to God. Like, God already, he knows what's going to happen. He created all of this. Nothing surprises God. Like, nothing, you know, um, is going to catch God off guard. Like, you can't catch God off guard because... He made the guard. He made everything. So it was just like God knew that this was going to happen and he knows you. So he put these things, he put these challenges, you know, in our life so that we can mature in the spirit, not in the flesh, but in the spirit. It's our spirit that needs to mature because at the end of the day, our bodies are going to wither away, but it's going to be our spirit and our souls that are still, you know, going to the heaven. So our we need to make sure that... um we understand that it's not just the devil. Every time something bad happens, it's like, oh, the devil did this, the devil did that. No. <laughs> the devil only does what God allows. Okay? Let's let's look at Job. The devil 
wanted to mess with Job, but God only gave Satan a certain, you know, limitation. He was like, yeah, you can mess with him, but only to a certain extent. Okay. God still has authority over the situation. And I want you to know that as well, that God still has authority over your situation, no matter what you're going through. You know, you may be facing some demons right now, but it's all to grow you. This is a journey. You have to fight. You have to put up a fight and never back down. Even when you feel like, you know, you gave everything that you could still continue to try. This fight isn't going to be easy. God never said it was, but he said that he will be with you. And through that, you have the reassurance that, listen, you have all that you ever need. God is your all in all. He is the strength that you need. He has the victory. The victory lies in God's hands. So anything else, so, you know, be done with it because they ain't God. As long as you got God, you good. And, you know, to some people who are just beginning to read the Bible, you're probably like, well, why, why would God allow Satan to mess with Job? Well... Job says it himself in Job chapter 2 verse 10. Shall we receive the good from the hand of God and not receive the bad? See, all that Satan was doing, he just wanted Job to curse God. He wanted to do something so bad that Job would have to turn away from God. But God was just showing Satan, listen, this man is in an evil world, but he still recognizes me. He still honors me. He still, you know, loves me. He will never curse me no matter what, you know, he is, you know, going through because that's just the type of faith he has in God. That is just, you know, a man after God's own heart. That is how much he loves God and reveres God and fears that if he doesn't have God, that this right here that he's experiencing could only be worse. And that's what we need to have. We need to have that that reverence. We need to understand that God is sovereign and God still has authority over our lives no matter what we are experiencing, no matter what we are going through, no matter what struggle we may face currently. God still has authority over our lives. Okay, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but you need to say that so that you can believe it. And I don't know how many times you need to say it so you can get that thing in your heart, but God still has authority over your life. I don't care what circumstances you are under. God still has his hand on that circumstance, and he surely has his hand on you. So, I say if you are facing anything wicked, anything evil, any struggle, storm, whatever it is that you are facing that just seems so tough, rebuke it. Okay, you need to speak that. You need to speak to that thing. You need to speak God's word, his promise over that thing that no matter what you are going through, that he has you. He says, listen, through the troubled waters, he will be with you. So you need to start speaking to that problem that you face and you need to start speaking to that circumstance that you are under. You need to start speaking to the situation, the words of God. That is why the Bible is here for us so we can speak the gospel so that we can overcome the things that are trying to bring us down. God has given us authority to be lifted up in his name why aren't we using it? Why aren't we using it? I'm getting turned up in here. Like, stop feeling bad for yourself. Do not allow yourself to wade in shame. Listen, if you are feeling shame right now, that is condemnation. Stop condemning yourself. God has already forgiven you. You need to be convicted but not condemned. Take that conviction and do better. But do not sit with your, your worst, okay? Do not sit with your worst, your bitter, or your petty. It's time for you to do better with yourself, okay? So get out of your funk and get into God's word and what he has for your life. Whoo! Y'all, that was like a mouthful. <laughs> now it's time for us to get into the main T of the topic, which is the act of repentance. Okay, so we're going to stay in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, but we're going to jump to verses 25 through 28. So it reads, I turned around and directed my heart to know to investigate and to seek wisdom in the reasons for things and to know that wickedness is folly 
and that foolishness is madness. And I discovered that more bitter than death is the woman whose heart is snares and nets and whose hands are chains. Whoever pleases God will escape from her, but the sinner will be taken captive by her. Behold, I have discovered this, says the preacher, while adding one thing to another to find an explanation, which I am still seeking but have not found, I have found one man among a thousand, but I have not found a woman among all these. Behold, I have found only this. God made man upright and uncorrupted, but they have sought out many devices. I just I just added in verse 29, if you guys just noticed. I just tossed that up in there since it was just the end of the chapter. Why not? So that... Again, it was Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 25 through 29, if you guys are taking notes. Um, and just to give you guys some backstory, Ecclesiastes is said to be Solomon's repentance. This is like his book of repentance. Because um, I know if you were reading about Solomon in the book of Kings, First Kings, I believe, then you know that you know Solomon had many wives. And so when I was reading this today, I was like, hmm, I turned around and directed my heart to know, to investigate, and to seek wisdom and the reason for things. Solomon said he had to turn himself around and direct his heart. If Solomon can do it, I know we can do it. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but repentance isn't just you saying, oh, you know, God, I'm sorry, forgive me, then turn around and do it again the next day. That's not repentance. You must feel remorse, okay? You must feel something inside of you that just knows that, you know, this is wrong and you want to make it right. You want to make amends, you know what I'm saying? If you don't feel remorse about that thing and you go out there and do it again, now you are making a choice to act in sin. I was like, okay, listen. That's not repentance. That's just you will, you know, willingly sinning. That's that's you. Okay? We're, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That's you wanting to sin. But Solomon tells us, listen. I turned myself around and directed my heart to know, to investigate and to seek wisdom. To know, to investigate and to seek. So when I was reading this, I'm like, okay, he has this up here. Why does he have this in here? But I'm like, you know what? I see this as the act of repentance. So when we repent, we must turn around and direct our hearts to what? To know, to investigate, and to seek godly wisdom. I'm going to say that again. The act of repentance is us turning around and directing our hearts to know, to investigate, and to seek godly wisdom. Solomon he went through some things, okay? And the reason that he is able to have this wisdom right here is because he went through some things. And I'm, I'm going to jump around a bit, but in verse 12 of this chapter, it says, but the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom shields and preserves the lives of its possessors. Wisdom doesn't come with age. Wisdom comes with experience. So from that experience, Solomon gained some knowledge that was able to shield and preserve his life from that woman. It says, whoever pleases God will escape from her. And we're going to talk about the escape very soon, but real quick. I want us to look at that those three points again. To know, to investigate, and to seek godly wisdom. So after we turn and direct our hearts, to know means to understand. Means to understand, you know, that this is wrong. 
Okay, I, I understand that the thing that I am repenting for, that it was wrong. I am investigating it because I want to know why it was wrong so that I won't, you know, it won't happen again. And I am seeking, you know, I'm seeking more so that I can get a, you know, more of an abundance of that knowledge to back up my understanding. You get what I'm saying? So to know means I understand that it was wrong to investigate. I'm trying to figure out the why so that it won't happen again. And then to seek means I am being a student. I want to know more. I am chasing after more so that I will not run into these issues again. So that I can shield myself from the wickedness of this world. So I can shield myself from the chains and the snares and nets of this dangerous woman. You guys get what I'm saying? Alright, so now let's go to 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 4. Again, it's 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 4. Four. And it reads, For when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away after other gods, and his heart was not completely devoted to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. So like I said before, Solomon had many wives, and they, um, he saw them as the woman he is talking about in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, um, verse 26. And for those who need a reminder, the verse 26 stated that Solomon discovered that more bitter than death is the woman whose heart is snaring nets and whose hands are chains. And that is who he's describing his wife as, you know, this woman. They were women whose hearts were snares and nets and their hands were chains because they pulled him away from God. And it doesn't just have to be a woman. This is just Solomon speaking off of experience. This can also be a man too. A man who whose heart is snares and nets and whose hands is chains. You know, you can be entrapped by that as well. So that's why you have to be careful. That's why you have to have knowledge and wisdom so that you can, you know, uh, be guided by the hand of God and that you can escape from this, you know, danger and trap of a woman or danger and trap of a man. Again, it says, whoever pleases God will escape from her. So Solomon, he turned back to God and in him doing so, he was able to escape from the very thing holding him under. Mm, that's a word for somebody right there. Him turning to God and in that act of turning, I meant that he acted in repentance. He turned, directed his heart to what? To know, to investigate, and to seek godly wisdom. And him doing so, he was able to draw closer to God. And God was able to pull him out of that very thing that was holding him down. Come on, somebody. I don't I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know that some of you are, you know, in traps right now. You don't even think that it's a trap, but you're dealing with this person who has been, you know, keeping you in chains. They don't want you to go further than where you are. They don't want you to move. They don't want you to leave them, but they don't want to do right by you, but they don't want you to go anywhere because they're selfish with you. They want you to be that person that you were when you first met. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> when you are saved and you come under, you know, um, the hand of God, you are a new creation. So that person that they met, you know, when y'all first met, you're not going to be that same person. And you need to relieve yourself from that chain. You need to, you know, break away from that bond that is holding you down. Because if you don't break away now, you you will never prosper forward. You will never be able to push forward to, you know, what God has for you because you're bonded by chains. I don't know who this is for, but who's holding you back? What's keeping you from going forward? What's keeping you from your next? What right now is keeping you from your next? Do a reflection. 
Who is it? What is it? It may be a job. It may be a person. It may be a financial issue or matter. Whatever it is, it's time for you to turn to God. And in doing so, I'm saying you need to repent. Say, God, you know, I apologize for trying to do things my own way, but I am turning and directing my heart towards you. Don't just say this with your mouth, but feel it inside of your heart. You need to mean that thing, okay? God can see right through you, okay? So you don't be trying to speak empty words to God because God can see through all your foolishness, all right? So it's time for you to get real with yourself and direct your heart to know, to investigate, and to seek godly wisdom. I know y'all probably tired of me repeating these three things, but I need you to get inside of you that this is the act of repentance. Turning your heart to know, investigate, and to seek godly wisdom after you committed a sin. Yeah. Not just, oh, God, please forgive me and go, you know, go back and do it the next day. No. is you know, God, please forgive me for my wrongdoing and for my lack of understanding. And, you know, now that I, you know, have done that, I ask God for, you know, that forgiveness. I'm going to take it upon myself to get right because I, I love God and I don't want to disappoint God. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel wrong for doing that to such a good father. So I'm going to direct my heart to know him more. I'm going to direct my heart to investigate more about God so I can get more of who he is. And I'm going to seek God so that I can revel in his magnificence. Mm. This is this is a word for somebody. Listen, Solomon then continued on to say, Behold, I have discovered this, says the preacher, while adding one thing to another to find an explanation which I am still seeking, but have not found. I'm going to pause right there. He said, listen, while I am still seeking this, I haven't found it, but I ended up finding something else. Who is that message for? You ended up looking for some answer, and God ended up sending you another one. Mm, that's for somebody right there. Let me let me continue on. It says, I have found one man among a thousand who pleases God, but I have not found such a woman among all these. And I was like, you know, what what is he trying to say? But then I'm like, this is Solomon's testimony right here. Like, he's testifying. He's saying, listen, since I've been with God, I have seen plenty of men who please God. I've ran into one man among a thousand who pleases God, okay? But I have not found such a woman. He's like, ever since God let, you know, ever since God had removed me from that circumstance, ever since God gave me the ladder to escape from such a dangerous woman, I have not ran into such a woman ever again. I don't know who this is for, but that's a testimony for somebody. That's a word for somebody. Listen, it's time for you to get right and get with God so that he can relieve you of the very thing that is keeping you there. It's time for you to get with God so that you can be free. It's time for you to be free. You are trapped in chains and God is trying to free you. And I'm telling you, once God frees you from that one thing, you won't got to worry about it ever again. Because what God makes straight can't nobody bend. And what God bends can't nobody make straight. Oh, this is this is good. I'm sorry, y'all, if I'm if, if I'm yelling, but I got to get this thing out. Because Solomon, he came from something. And when you go through something and you get delivered from it, it feels so good to be delivered. It feels so good to just help somebody else get through the very thing you used to go through. It feels so good to be delivered. Why? Because it's it, I can rejoice in the fact that no matter what I'm going to face in the future, I can be delivered from it. And I'm going to rejoice right now, and I'm going to rejoice again when the time comes. Because God has shown me time and time again in his word that he's going to deliver me, and he's going to continue to deliver his children from the hands of evil. Because that's who God is. Okay, so thank you, Jesus, for this word. 
because I needed this. And somebody else who's listening to this podcast needed to hear it too because it's not just coming for me, but it's coming for some ears, you know, that's listening right now. Solomon was like, <laughs> I was seeking something, but God had sent me another answer. Instead, I have found one man among a thousand who pleases God, but I have not found such a woman. That's a, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. To not have to face the same storm twice, that's a blessing. Solomon already went through it. God saved him, and he ain't had to face it again. Instead, he was surrounded by people who was pleasing God. Mm. It's time for you guys to set yourself free. And I ain't saying literally, because you can't set yourself free for something you don't even know you're being bonded by. It's time for you to turn to God so that he can help you identify the very chain that's, you know, holding you down. And then through that, God can deliver you. Okay, so let me correct myself. So God can set you free. So God can set you free. Not set yourself free, but so God can set you free. All right, y'all. So that wraps up today's episode. I really hope you guys were able to jot some gems down in your notebooks because, whoo, this was, this was a word. And I'm so glad that, you know, God used me to be the one to, you know, get this message out into the world. So thanks again for tuning in with me, guys. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the plus button over in the corner so you can subscribe to the channel. Um, drop a rate, comment, review below. And follow my inspirational blog on Instagram at Podcast 2 underscores. Love you guys. I hope you all have a blessed rest of your day. And I will talk to you in the next episode.